The Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet, you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So awesome to see you this morning, to celebrate and with the music and and a greeting to all those who are traveling this weekend and worshiping with us from campgrounds and all over, uh, all over the place. So we're all together. This is so great as we continue to emerge um, from our pandemic. And um, I love what Jonathan had to say as we began worship today. So Nicodemus, this is Holy Trinity Sunday, and I don't know if you noticed, but the Holy Trinity is dancing through the gospel reading, dancing through the reading from Isaiah, and certainly there in the reading from Romans, Nicodemus gets caught up in this dance, 
and his head is swirling like sometimes a lot of ours are when we think about God being one in essence and three in persons. But through this dance and this encounter, Nicodemus, he's one of the few people that we hear about later in the Gospel of John after they have this amazing encounter with Jesus. We hear that Nicodemus is there later. He, I think he comes to believe. And so Nicodemus receives eternal life. Yes, life beyond death, but now life in Jesus' name, life as a child of God. He receives that in this dance and encounter with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Nicodemus is born as we are from above. Now a new birth, children of God. And you can't have a better lineage than being born from Almighty God. You and I, we are all royalty. I don't care what the world says about you. I don't care what your achievements have to say about it. I don't care what the report card says. I don't care what the, the peers say about you. I want to stand before you today and say, you are God's children. You are royalty. You've been born from above. Amen? And so Jesus teaches his children, teaches us how to pray. We can pray, Abba, Father, as Paul says in Romans today. And he taught us how to pray, our Father. And in Aramaic, it's very likely our Daddy. And there's an intimacy, a care, a closeness. Now, I always have to pause when we talk about the Trinity and Jesus giving us God's name as Father. Because I know that that's a difficult image for some people. Please know that when Michelangelo decided to paint a picture of God, where Christians had never done so for 1,500 years or so, that he chose Zeus for the Father. And ever after, we have ingrained in our heads that Father means a man, male, negative, wipe it out. God is spirit. But the significance of Father is that intimacy and the fact that that's how Jesus taught us to pray. So that's the first, the first person of the Trinity we celebrate as Father. You've heard about name recognition. Well, in the ancient world, when you knew the name of a god, you then had access. It was powerful. We have been given the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit when we were baptized. We're going to see... Uh, Will baptized um, that we did last week after the late service today. You were given a name. You were given God's name. You were adopted into God's family. Let's just think about adoption in the Roman world since Paul uses that analogy just real quick. This is, the, this is what happened after adoption. The adopted person lost, and this is from William Barclay's commentary, the adopted person lost all rights in his old family and gained all the rights of a legitimate son, for us daughter as well, in their new family. In the most binding legal way, that person got a new father. It followed that he became heir to his new father's estate. Even if other sons were born afterwards, it did not affect his rights. 
Even uh, he was co-heir with them, and no one could deny him that right. In law, the old life of the adopted person was completely, think about this, the old life of someone who was adopted in the Roman world was completely wiped out. For instance, all the debts that one had were canceled. He was regarded as a new person. That person was new and entered into a new life in which the past had zero effect. In the eyes of the law, he was absolutely the son of his new father. Think about that. Paul uses this analogy for us as brothers and sisters in Christ, as sons and daughters of God. The old life is wiped away. Now we are not some second-class citizens in the kingdom we are sons and daughters and can cry out to God, Abba. When we are baptized, that's the gift we are given. That's the claim of the name. I forgot to tell the kids what word we'd be thinking about, but from here on, think about the word name. Look for that word. The claim of the name is that we can have access now to God. But there's more to it than that. The name actually tells a story of who God is and who we are. God created us, the Father. He's blessed us with this church. He's blessed us with family, friends. He's blessed us with a beautiful day today. God has blessed us with the food we have, the clothes we have, the cars we drive, the technology we have, um, <laughs> you know, all of it. The flowers, the azaleas, the roadies, the tulips. I mean, you can go on and on. God has blessed us with the ice cream. He's blessed us with just Man, everything. You just think about the world we live in. You think about, you know, chocolate, dark chocolate. Come on. Come on. I mean, you, you just start saying thank you. And you think, thank you, God, for all that you've given us. But we know that that's not the only part of our existence. There is brokenness and sin in this world that we get caught up in, that hurts us and hurts the world. We just, the news, we see it every day, the brokenness and hurt of creation. And so God didn't stand aloft, but God got messed up in it, in the biblical story, to bring us back to God. And ultimately, God did that by taking flesh, the second person of the Trinity, and being born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate and being crucified, dead and buried, and then being raised from the dead. This is what Luther says in the small catechism about what God has done. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned human being. He has purchased and freed me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. He has done all this in order that I may belong to him, be adopted." Live under him in his kingdom and serve him in eternal righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead and lives and rules eternally. Ah, the second person of the Trinity tells us the story of God's redemption in our lives. And then the Holy Spirit, God the Verb, 
God working in us, the promise that Jesus is with us always, inspiring us to do amazing things that this congregation does and the whole church on earth and each an individual here does in their daily lives. The Spirit enabling us to love our neighbor and to even believe and keep on believing. That is the claim of the name. <laughs> I think about... Um, Sally, Sally, um, someone I knew way back, went to summer camp. And one of the days in summer camp was the high adventure day. And the highlight of that day was a zip line event. Oh man, I can start seeing some of you sweat already. I know, I know, I know the fear of heights people. Well, that's me. I didn't used to be. I think about things I did as a scout and hikes and all that back then, but now, yikes, I'm not sure about that. Well, she got more nervous and more nervous as that moment came when they were going to climb up to that launch of the zip line. One of her friends saw her panic and just grabbed her and looked her in the eye and said, I'm going to be with you. I got gotcha. you. And so she climbed up first and then Sally behind. And Sally got up there and she was more and more nervous. And her friend asked the person, can I just wait and help her get started? And the person the, that was running the zip line said, of course, sure. And, but already Sally had been, you know, put into her harness. And she had her helmet on. And then there's that carabiner. And they clipped her in. And the person running the, sh the, the zip line said, trust the equipment. Sally's friend once again said, I got you. And off she went. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Trust the equipment. Trust the name you've been given. The Father who's created you, the Son who's redeemed you, and the Holy Spirit who's with you always and will get you through everything. Trust the equipment. God's got you. Amen.